Damn, that is a sweet, sweet, sweet sound. It's been fucking months. Uh, bonjour, amigos. Hope you're, uh, hope you're doing okay. You heard correct. Uh, the good news is the little guy is back. Fish B! Fish B! Back from uh, months of pro bono lawyering on behalf of Jeffrey Tubin's cock. More on that later. That's the good news. Is uh, is fish bees here? Um, the bad news, because there's always bad news. There's always a yin and a yang. The bad news is we're both so fucking hungover after a very, very, very long weekend that we're both essentially worthless. I told fish bees, don't even get the bass out of the fucking case. I don't even. Have you even unpacked yet, fish bee? Have you even? <laughs> God. Uh, oh man uh, There's a shit ton of news we, we can talk about some of that in a fucking second If you want But uh, going to get Fishby uh, Ritzville With a name like Ritzville If you're not from the area As glamorous As you'd expect a town named Ritzville to be Nothing but the best there Imagine Rodeo Drive In Miami South Beach And a little bit of Monte Carlo And a little bit of Dubai Without all the poverty. <laughs> and, then you, and then you've got Ritzville. <sighs> but fuck. These girls I went down to get fish be with. Mercedes and waffles, as I call them. Uh, you may have noticed uh, the show title. Those bitches are fucking insane. And this show was uh, brought to you by a history of mental illness and substance abuse. But those bitches are fucking insane. We really appreciate the ride. Fishby was uh, happy as fuck to see him, or actually meet them for the second time. But Fishby liked. Um, as a thank you uh, to the young ladies, I promise to name today's podcast Mercedes and Waffles. But you already saw that. I also promised to never publicly tell the tale of picking up Fish Fishby in Ritzville. With Mercedes and waffles, the exotic dancers I've met while eating breakfast some time ago. However, when I made that promise to uh, Mercedes and waffles, I was awfully inebriated, uh, very, very manic, and I had my fingers crossed behind my back. That said, I'm a man of my word. I'm a man of my word, excuse me, so I'm torn. I told you I was... Uh, <laughs> I was essentially worthless, but uh, I'm uh, I'm doing my best here. So, in an effort to, uh, sure, I'll tell you a few things, um, and and I'm I am definitely not talking about uh, Mercedes and waffles. Okay, I have um I have a few key details that I uh, um just to put things in perspective to divulge, but remember. Because I have a secret that I made while drunk and manic with my fingers crossed behind my back that I wouldn't uh, tell any tales. So I won't. None of this shit's about uh, Mercedes and waffles, okay? All right. Now that's established, let's... Uh, oh, this you're going to want to hear. I can, um, I can tell you this. I can tell you this. Fish B has never flashed every trucker on the 150-mile road trip of Interstate 90, Interstate 90 nearly causing uh, multiple accidents. Fish B's never done that. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know who would have done so much 
flashing, so much of the flashing of the truckers as the starfire on the Teen Titans go, would say. Fish B definitely didn't go through an entire Ziploc court bag that was full of absinthe-soaked tampons. You didn't do any of those, did you, Fish B? Okay, all right, all right. And then, um, I don't think I'm going to break any promises here, right? Are we, are we sure? Okay. Um, and at no point did Fish B pull over to the world-famous Tokyo Way Station truck stop and restaurant to prove that he was, quote-unquote, magic by making the car shifter, quote-unquote, disappear. Nobody settled a $1 wager that would... Nope, nope, nope. So anyways, fuck it. Fucking Mercedes and Waffles, man. These fucking... Ah, they're crazy. They're crazy. And take it from me. A former resident of multiple mental health institutions. I know, crazy when I see it. The nice thing is, the nice thing is now, uh, they're, they're both probably... I don't even fucking know their ages. If I had to guess, I would say 27. Like at 27, you can still behave like that and be kind of fun. There will be a point, inevitably, usually 90, 90 days after uh, cocaine starts to play a major factor in your lifestyle choices. But right now, you're still having a lot of fun. But then at some point about going as hard as they are and doing as much crazy shit as they are, 90 days after they're consistently doing cocaine, uh, this will, it'll be less fun. <laughs> it'll be a lot less fun for, uh, for everyone involved. I, I wish them well, though. I wish, I wish them nothing, uh, nothing but the best. Mad love. We, we named a fucking podcast after you, girls. I mean, sure. That applause at the exotic cabarets. I understand fulfilling, but this must be fulfilling on another level. You know. Fishby, are you uh, are you happier now that you're not spending all your waking hours pro bono lawyering for Jeffrey Tubin's cock? Do I want to know what you and Jeffrey Tubin's cock were doing when you won't pro bono lawyering for Jeffrey Tubin's cock, or can I ask you tomorrow? Tomorrow, fair, 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 fair. We'll get into uh, more of that shit tomorrow. We'll do. Uh, we'll do more. Of that. Were, were you following the news at all, or were you just like literally just working as a go-between, going back and forth between Tubin and the CNN legal department, trying to keep Tubin's job? Congratulations, by the way. A lot of people thought when Jeffrey Tubin, longtime CNN contributor, longtime ed uh, writer of the New Yorker magazine. When he got busted on a Zoom call, masturbating with a staff Zoom call, the New Yorker obviously got fired from the New Yorker. A lot of people thought his firing from CNN was inevitable. That was before the perfect intersection of Fish B's genius level understanding of both the law and Cox intersected perfectly. And uh, Tubin is, uh, well, he's not back on air. If they were going to fire him, they're going to do it by now. I think, um, how much longer till Tubin's going to be on TV again? 
You can't say? I, I get that. I get. Raise your sombrero if it's less than three months. Raise up the sombrero if it's less than three. Let the record show that Fishby's sombrero did not move. So, Thank you, Fishby. A, a grateful nation and a grateful world appreciates the work you did on behalf of Jeffrey Tupin's car. A lot of shit uh, you missed. Well, while you were away, while you were away, uh, there's like an election. Um, Biden won. Pretty sure you heard that. Uh, the soul of the nation is uh, is still on fire. COVID, uh, speaking of fire, still a fucking hothouse hellfire. Who's in charge of vaccine distribution? Who's in fucking charge? Has Biden made that announcement yet? It's the only announcement that matters. Who's in fucking charge? I want Kamala to be in charge, but Kamala's not going to be in charge just in case it backfires. Then it, she's going to take herself out of her front runner for president in 2024. She can't, she can't possibly, possibly risk losing that elite Democratic poll advantage. She's got the poll position. I, I didn't even intend the pun. But she can't risk that by taking on the responsibility of vaccine distribution. That's a job for someone who, if they fuck it up, they get all the glory, but uh, also easy to blame. And that's not going to be Kamala. She's too high profile. Uh, the Capitol bum rush, like the video all weekend, like the more video you see, like the more horrifying it gets. Like, I know people died, but until you spend about an hour, like watching those Fucking video. It was so goddamn violent and so goddamn scary. It was unbefucking leaveable, right? And I may have been watching some of those videos with a uh, absent soaked tampon. I don't know. Um, I don't even know where I want to go. My brain isn't even working, Fish B. It's not even fucking working. You know that they're talking about impeachment or the 25th Amendment, you know that? Is Trump going to get charged with insurrection? <sighs> like, insurrection's a crime and shit, like, isn't it? Um, I had to look up the definition just, just to make sure I knew precisely what it meant of uh, the legal definition of, uh, of insurrection. Because insurrection is like one of those words that we've heard our entire lives, but if you got a free cocktail to spell it correctly, it might be a little tricky. Insurrection. I'd like to know what words precisely mean. The definition of insurrection. A violent uprising against an authority or government. That fucking melee, that Capitol Hill bum rush, that tragic, tragic day in American history. Uh, that was definitely an insurrection. If the definition of an insurrection is a violent uprising against an authority or government. I was concerned the media might have been being just a little hyperbolic. They tend to do that at times. <clears throat> but a violent uprising against an authority or government, yeah, that happened. Oh, uh, speaking of which, and this involves uh, my personal assistant slash mother who's out getting me a burrito. Lives are, life is good. Um, the Hallmark Channel. Apparently they have a political action committee, like the whole Hallmark company. I did not know. My mom watches Hallmark movies constantly. Um, Hallmark wants their money back from disgraced Missouri Senator Josh Hawley, that fuck nut. They only gave him like $3,000, but they want it fucking back. 
He should be charged with insurrection, too. All those fuckers should. Like, this, it was nothing more than political kabuki theater. And people fucking died. That should be a fucking crime. Fucking manslaughter. Or, or if you prefer, insurrection. Hogan Gidley? You know who the fuck Hogan Gidley is? When I, when I say Hogan Gidley, no, that's not, a, that's not a random nickname I've given to my genitalia just for fun around playful... No, no, no. Um, Hogan Gidley is... Uh, he works in the comms department. He talks on TV on behalf of Trump and has done, like, the whole fucking time. Like, he's never been the press secretary, but he's always, like, been the assistant or at least over in the comm, like, press shop. At some point today, Hogan Gidley made news by saying the most masculine person to ever hold the White House as the president of the United States is Donald fucking Trump. That's right. Donald Trump is the most masculine person to ever hold the White House as the president of the United States. I'm in no mood to bait masculinity and even talking about words and exactly precisely what the fuck they mean. Because you think gender is fluid. How about the definition of masculine? I mean, George Washington was a general who won wars with wood teeth and he owned people. That's masculine. Or is it? Note to self, Try to limit slavery jokes to probably less than once a quarter. Let me write that down. But all those founding fathers, and then the, 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 people are talking about Teddy Roosevelt and shit on social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was manly. Trump's not manly. He's a fucking bully. Bullies are always like scared little fucking kids on the inside. Still scared to death of his, of his fucking dad. He's not masculine. He's created a masculine shell company to hide behind the scared little girl that lives inside crying at the head of the Trump organization. The exterior is just a shell company. Hogan Gidley. The fuck is Hogan Gidley? gonna do after this. I guess he's got a career at Newsmax or whatever, whatever, right? Um, ooh, Jeopardy. It's, uh, it's Ken Jennings' first night, but Ken Jennings is just interim. Just interim. Try out a bunch of people. No, shut up, Fishby. You're not fucking trying. You're not, you, you, you no, you, you, you don't get to try. I don't get to try either. Which is a real tragedy. I will, I will always love Jeopardy. I will always love Trebek. And, and I will always love uh, the joy of every night after dinner, like cleaning up when I, when I had a family and when I, when I had a Nana and we would, we would, we would, we would make Nana or her tea and cookies for, uh, for post-dinner and, uh, from 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock every single fucking night because that's where it aired, uh, where I was living. Uh, Wheel of Fortune at 7, and the Jeopardy at 7.30, and me and Nana would play along, and it was, God, it was fucking great. And, 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 
the thing about Jeopardy is it not only is it just a fucking class act like all the way around, right? Like you you can't have a better game show brand than Jeopardy. Few game shows are respected at Oxford, places like that. But it's also such an easy show to get. And everyone has has a personal story, a personal connection to fucking to Jeopardy. Did anyone make a habit when they were uh, when they when they were like in college? Uh, for those of you that uh, were lucky enough to went or lucky enough not to go or whatever, but like at that age, like, like uh, you had a group of friends you lived with at one point, and every night it was beers or wine or whatever. In my case, like beers and whiskey. Jep, love Jep. Wish Ken Jennings luck. That's uh, that's a tricky gig. Um, this hashtag came up today, and and since I'm in Spokangelus. I'm concerned someone might want me to say something about the hashtag North Idaho, but no one fucking did, and I'm hungover and don't feel very good, and so does fucking Fish B. We don't feel good. Uh, I'm really close to North Idaho. I'm like, I could get there in a half hour from uh, from where I'm at. But there, I, apparently there's this uh, internet provider in North Idaho, and I'm not sure. It has something to do with fucking Facebook and Twitter and Inst- and bands and Trump. I, I don't I, I don't know what's going on. There's a cliche that uh, North Idaho is nothing but uh, neo-Nazis, and that's not true. There's a f- sure there's some uh, more than more than most places per capita, I would bet you. But also uh, a little hidden treasure in North Idaho is this uh, city called Coeur d'Alene. It's got a French spelling. No, I can't. It's um. Just Google, like, C-D-A Idaho. Like, Google image. It's uh, just a gem. Just a fucking treasure is, uh, is Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. If, uh, if you've never been, I highly recommend it. Even Even celebrities love the Coeur d'Alene. Uh, you know the Julianne Huff? She's, a, she, she's an attractive young lady. Uh, she put a bunch of pictures of her vacation in, in a Coeur d'Alene this summer on the gram. Chad Wolf is a name. <laughs> that is, that's a headline. Tell the New York Times I'm not taking a call. Chad Wolf is a name. Um, if you know it, he's the uh, acting uh, Homeland Security uh, chief. And, and uh, his name uh, came up last week. We brought it up real quick because it just kind of came out of uh, the corner of Anderson Cooper's mouth that uh, where during, during the Capitol Hill bum rush, where was where was the uh, acting head of Homeland Security? Well, he's on a goodbye tour of the Middle East. Um, he resigned today, like uh, Mitch McConnell's wife, Transportation Secretary Margaret Chow, and whoever the fuck resigned. Who else resigned? Um, but Chad Wolf uh, uh, resigned. And, and again... Some investigative journalist is already following very closely Chad Wolf's farewell tour to the Middle East, and Chad Wolf might need a pardon. Um, I heard they're going around. And uh, the last story I want to fucking talk... Fucking UFOs! I, I, I know it's almost been 20 minutes, but I can't... Um, I can't wait another day, and neither, neither can Fish be. Can we, can we just, just fucking UFOs, uh, real quick. Um, and I promise we'll, uh, we'll end with this and we'll be considerably, uh, better tomorrow. Although some would argue that, uh, despite our incapacitated states that Fishby and I were both somehow, some way, 
uh, brilliant uh, today. But uh, uh, last month, remember that giant fucking spending bill that uh, that Congress passed? Well, tucked away in there was was a stipulation, and this is fucking law. So there's a stipulation that um, that the Intelligence Authorization Act, it's called, for fiscal year 21, was uh, stuck into the uh, massive uh, spending bill. Um, basically gave 180 days to deliver a report about UFOs, according to CNN. Uh, that report must contain detailed analysis of UFO data and intelligence collected by the Office of Naval Intelligence, the Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force, and the FBI. It should also describe in detail, quote, an interagency process for ensuring timely data collection and centralized analysis of all unidentified aerial phenomena reporting for the federal government and a de- and designate an official responsible for that process. So there's going to be like a UFO person. And the UFO man or woman is about to be their job, and their job is to keep the public and Congress fucking informed about UFOs. It goes on. You're like, well, this is all going to be classified, right? I mean, we're fucked. Well, of course, there's going to be classified shit. However, this story from CNN goes on. The submitted report should be unclassified, though it can contain a classified annex, of course. This is, this is, this is fun. This is, this is fun. This is, this, this might be uh, the only thing that uh, get fucking Trump out of the fucking news and fucking COVID, uh, this UFO thing. And if the UFOs are here, maybe that's how we got the vaccine so fast. Operation Warp Speed and the Space Force and Dr. Tony Fauci walk into a bar and come out with a vaccine. They have 180 days to, uh, we'll see if they, uh, if they apply for an extension or some kind of bullshit. But anyway, that, that's the law now. And I'm looking forward to that. And I'm also looking to feeling better tomorrow. How about you, Fishby? <laughs> Woo! All right, shout out to uh, Mercedes and Waffles, you crazy, crazy, crazy fucking bitches. Um, you got a show named after you, you know, that's like uh, one time my good friend Doug, I, uh, I finagled a situation where, uh, just for bragging rights, uh, we had him, uh, throw out the first pitch at uh, Mariners minor league team, the Everett Aqua Sox. Uh, we had uh, my good friend Doug throw out the first pitch of a game just cause it seemed like a strange thing to do. And it was, and, uh, having Mercedes and waffles. I drive to Ritzville to pick up Fish V. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's something. That's uh, that. That's something too. Anyways, I love you. I'd, uh, I don't have to say it on behalf of Fish B. Fish B, say adios. Oh, we don't have a guitar either. God damn it. <laughs>